Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back, listeners, to the finest phototainment in the world. That's right, you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, an irreverent look at wedding photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin, it it is a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. It is rumored mm-hmm. that Marvel is going to be dropping that new Avengers Infinity War 2 uh, title unconfirmed as of yet trailer tonight. Mm-hmm. Correct. Very so true. the internet might break any second. We might lose some bandwidth. This is, uh, this is a strong possibility, Stephen. Yeah, but what the listeners don't know is that Dustin and I actually, we have some friends in the business. That we do. And we got sent that Avengers Infinity War 2 trailer ahead of time. We, we, know, we know a guy who knows a guy who switches out the urinal, I think they're called pods, cleaning pads, pods, <laughs> uh, for a couple of the trailers, two lots over... Uh, from somebody who happens to be on craft mm-hmm. services for a sitcom that is you know what we gotta do Dustin guy. we gotta get that guy who does the urinal cakes to just start carving wedding photo hangover into the urinal cakes so then everybody okay. will uh, know about our podcast and they'll get to piss all over it those those might sell better on Zazzle than your uh your 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 beer cozies koozies so Dustin what can we say about Avengers Infinity War two I think we're allowed to release the title at this point because our episode won't come out until after the the vast public has already seen the trailer, right? Yep. The title is actually Avengers Thickfinity War, and they're actually doubling down on Thanos, and he looks 10 times thicker in this new Avengers thing. And early release shows that it is driving everybody just wild with sexual energy. It's very strange. Mm. Now, I did think that it was a show for all ages but it sounds like they're going very rated r with the new one see now what i read steven was that the entire second movie was going to be a prequel on thanos so it's going to end like start where the last one ended where it's sort of this huge cliffhanger everyone's disappearing uh spoiler and then flashback to the birth of thanos and the whole time you're just feeling disappointed. Mm-hmm. But you're also oh. kind of wondering, wait, did Thanos control this? When Thanos snapped his fingers, did he take control of not just the Marvel Cinema Universe, but also of Disney? And now he runs Disney. And now every single thing that comes out from here on out will be Thanos-focused. So there is that new Lion King movie coming out. People have seen the trailer now. What they haven't seen is the full movie where at the end Thanos comes out Snaps his fingers and Simba dies. So, Stephen, can we talk just briefly, since we're talking cinema here, on a <laughs> wedding photo-related, slightly wedding photo-related podcast, about the new PG-13 Deadpool? Yeah, I don't know anything about this. What What is Deadpool? The production company or whatever was begging Ryan Reynolds to do Deadpool 2 in PG-13 for a wider audience. He refused, made Deadpool the way he wanted, and then... Oh, he wrote and directed that one? And then he created Deadpool 2 in PG-13 as a limited release for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I've seen the the things, the... uh... Yeah, the trailer? Yeah, the trailer with What's-His-Face. Because he said he would only make a PG-13 version if he could... uh, Duct tape and kidnap um, <laughs> Fred Savage. Fred Savage. And everyone and agreed to the, his, uh, <laughs> the Princess Bride. <laughs> and everyone agreed to his demands. And thus, we have a PG 13 Deadpool 2. <laughs> no, the trailer was very funny. Uh... <laughs> Especially when Fred Savage makes the comments that, like, are it's you in really Marvel in the Marvel Universe? <laughs> That was my my favorite part. It's not going to be as good because it's not in the Marvel Universe. Yes, that was that was great. Dustin, let's push straight into follow up trademark John Syracuse. On our follow up this week, Dustin, we have oh man, oh shit, we made the mistake, and it was a mistake of mentioning Capture One. <laughs> 
Was it a mistake? I feel like uh, the listeners out there deserve to know about such professional grade um, software. We made the mistake of mentioning Capture One, uh, and we have <laughs> Capture One rep in our Facebook group, Carl Osmond. <laughs> Is he going to be pissed at us for calling him a Capture One rep? He's definitely not. Capture One rep Car- Carl Osmond in our Facebook group. Dustin asked, or I asked, if there are any uh, deals on Capture One for Black Friday, and Carl had this to say. Steven, I couldn't find any Cyber Monday deals for you with regards to Capture One software. I did ask why. They said professional software do not offer discounts. They said if you want discounts, go to Adobe. They have lots of amateurs using their software. (laughs) But back to pro software, they have started working with Fujifilm as they have better color science than Canon. And then he posted a link to an article about how Phase One, the people make Capture One are teaming up with Fujifilm. <laughs> I, I would be curious to get my hands on that new Fuji X... Is it like the X-T3 or something like that? Like the, uh, try. Is it the TX99? TX3T... Yeah, T-T-P? no, th- is, this a, is this a Terminator movie? <laughs> is Fujifilm going to kill us all? Uh, one of them will. Yeah. Um, more follow-up. Uh, Dustin, you entered something in the show notes. Yeah, a friend of the show, Sally Psycho, uh, thought, you know, maybe it was worth investigating a recent article that uh, was kind of going viral on the socials, which was a real estate photographer that employed some, dare I say, fitness models um, for his real estate photography shoot uh, to attract some attention to his open house. And it set the uh, set the web ablaze, especially in the real estate photography community. And Sally was just, you know, reaching out to share that with me, um, maybe to encourage a new line of uh, work for me. And I appreciate this. And I appreciate you you thinking of me and how I can maybe make a little extra cheddar. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring Steve to all of my real estate photography shoots and uh, going to dress him up uh, in different outfits. I'm going to bring all the sexiest lingerie. I'm talking baby dolls. I'm talking corsets. I'm talking... Well, who uh, said who said anything about sexy? I want I wanted you walking around like in a dinosaur outfit or a, like a Pikachu outfit or... That's been done too, dude. Maybe uh, a unicorn, just like hiding in all of my photos. Maybe just a big golden retriever, Steve? You know, if the money's there, I'm there. That's what I like to hear. That's the attitude. I'll do whatever you want. Anything for a buck, Stephen yeah. Van Elk. That's his nickname. Anything for a buck, Van yeah, Elk. You, you want to put me in all leather and, and put a gag in my mouth, I'm there. God. What are you drinking tonight, Steve? What's going down that crisp, tonsilly throat of yours? Tonsilly? Jeez. What's the resolution on this computer? 8K. Mm, Dustin, tonight we have a beer that I've talked about before. It comes all the way from New Holland, Michigan, and it is, or did I say New Holland? It comes all the way from Holland, Michigan. The brewery is called New Holland. It is the Dragon's Milk Bourbon Barrel Aged Stout. It Mm. is one of my favorite beers of all time. What's that taste like? Mm. Yeah, give give us the full breath of that. You know, it's got like a good oaky bourbony like smell to it. The oaky sort of thing bourbon-y. that like you, you drink a yeah. sip of it and it's just like you're transported straight to heaven and you yeah. want to keep it on your tongue. But at the same time, it is 11%, which is pretty high alcohol by volume for that beer. Is incredible. So percent. it does burn a little tiny, tiny bit. Like it's not to the level of, you know, like a 20% bottle of cheap liquor burn, but... But but it is a little bit more burnt. At least it doesn't have like chili peppers in it or something. That is true. Now, uh, listeners of the show might follow us on uh, Instagram and Instagram stories and might have seen uh, Steve sipping on a uh, Great Lakes Christmas Ale, mm-hmm. which the listeners out there might know is one of my favorite beers, uh, which is hard to come by here in Indiana, uh, unless your name is Stephen Van Elk. Oh no, my brother bought that. Yeah. So I happened to have a, uh, I had a styled shoot today 
in uh, it's just outside of Fort Wayne at a new venue. And I was right on the Ohio border, Stephen. And you know what I did? I took a little journey across that state line and I picked up my own six pack of Great Lakes Christmas Ale. That's Dustin, right. Did you put cinnamon and sugar around the <laughs> the opening of the beer? I the top I of the didn't. bottle. I did not do that for tonight, Stephen. But you chastised me for not doing it. But I will. I didn't have time. We <laughs> we had to record, and I did not have time to prepare my beautifully garnished glass. Doesn't how does that sweet sweet Great oh, Lakes oh, Christmas ale taste? It's like Christmas. Oh, still my favorite, Stephen. You know what this means tonight, though, Dustin? This means that we are both drinking great Midwestern beers for great Midwestern <laughs> men like you and me. I'll take it. I will take it. Dustin, let's jump into topics. Bring it on, my friend. Hey, Steve, but we're getting kind of close to the holidays here. And I don't know if you've heard of this or if you're you know, looking for that last minute gift but I wanted to share a little website with you. GroovyGuyGifts.com. It's been a longtime supporter of the show. And I just think it's a fantastic resource for the listeners out there who are looking to maybe get, you know, the special guy in their lives, uh, a little something special for the holidays or anytime birthday, anniversary, a wedding present, birth anniversary. Uh, birth anniversary anniversary day all of these are great um what groovy guy gifts does is they kind of create personalized gifts for your loved ones um whether it be sort of a personalized bag wallets pocket knife shaving kit they're you know super great ideas on their website i encourage you to check it out it is groovyguygifts.com Dustin, can I tell you what I love about Groovy Guy Gifts? They have a whole section of gifts that you can give to your your groomsmen, your best buds, the people who second shoot with you, you know, whoever it is, called mm-hmm. Bar and Drinking Gifts. And you know I love that, Dustin. They got a mug's life. <laughs> they love the puns, and so do I. A rock in a wet place. Groovy Guy Gifts. Dot com. Dustin, have you seen what Sony is releasing sensor-wise? I I have seen it, Stephen, uh, and I'm I'm frankly I'm ecstatic. I'm excited. I've been waiting for a new Sony camera to drop this fall. With it almost being December, I'm I'm worried that it one isn't going to come this year. But when I see this, it's enough to just keep me keep me sitting on my chair. A little bit longer, Steven. Mm-hmm. You think a new camera's coming from Sony before the end of the year? Oh, they they say, you know, I don't, I don't exactly know how camera launches are planned. Um, I would think if they were going to do it, they've kind of missed the mark to really secure those Christmas orders. Um, I think if they did it now, they would probably probably kill their a7r and a7 III orders that they would get before the holiday mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if i had to wager a guess i'd i'd imagine they're gonna wait till january or february to announce a new camera at this point but i could be wrong i could be wrong sony isn't somebody who typically plays by the normal camera manufacturer set of rules they could just come right out and just announce it tomorrow yeah, it's not going to happen, Dustin. Not before the end of the year. It's crazy talk. Crazy yeah. talk. They miss Black Friday. Well, they. <laughs> I don't think Sony needs to make Black Friday. <laughs> I think they're probably in the black already. I don't think they're in the red. Yeah. One of the few companies that can probably say that every year. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. I, I mean, 8K. I mean, so for those of you out there who didn't see the Sony announcement. Wait, which Sony announcement? The the sensor announcement or the one where they said we could make all the way up to F1.0 lenses, but we're just not going to do it? I did not see that one. <laughs> that one I didn't see. Mm, that came out today or maybe yesterday in Amateur Photographer. They published an interview with uh, General Manager Kenji Tanaka from 
with the Sony Digital Imaging Business Group. And in uh-huh. it, he said, we could make F1.0 lenses, but it wouldn't make business sense. Yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense, especially after listening to, I think it was Sam Hurd and Nathan, uh, Nathan's podcast, the Epic Podcast, talk about why uh, a lot of these Nikon and Canon companies that are going with the mirrorless systems moving into that direction aren't releasing low light lenses like 1.4 lenses right out the gate they're going with 1.8 lenses because they'll get people to buy those 1.8 lenses and then once they do roll out the 1.4 and 1.2 lenses uh people will buy those ones too for a higher price point. I'm sorry. Uh, what the hell are you babbling on about? Nikon released a 0.95. The 58mm 0.95. Isn't it a manual focus? 0.95? Um, <laughs> doesn't. I'm just saying they're releasing faster glass than that. And Canon released an F1.2. 1.2. For the new? Mirrorless? Yeah. yeah Is they, it any good? <laughs> if it's as good as the F1.2 for the old system, then I would say it's spectacular. It, it's a great looking lens. Yeah, that, I would be curious to get my hands on that Canon system just to play with it, mm-hmm. just to try it out. I think I'm still in the Sony, but Sony camp though, especially with this announcement. So, as Steve was alluding to earlier, the announcement came out that they were releasing two sensors uh, for their new camera line. But One, doesn't Nikon still use the Sony sensors? Correct. And these Sony and, sensors that are being released. R- are being sold f- to other camera manufacturers. So correct. you can stay Sony, but you could also be Nikon and get the same advantages out of those sensors. Correct. So the new sensors uh, are going to be a 60 megapixel capable sensor. So that doesn't mean it necessarily will be 60 effective megapixels uh, with 16 channels um, shooting at 4.6 frames per second at 16 bit or 12 frames per second at 14 bit. Or now get to the part you really like, the video part, huh? Whopping 8K at 30 frames. Oh, no, no, no. Or 60 frames, buddy. 60 frames a second at 4K. No, Dustin, I just want to say this. Who loves you? Who who put this in the show notes? What's 300p? What does that even mean? You're a video guy. What does that even mean? I'm guessing that's a very Full high frame rate. HD 300. Yes, that's it. Full HD. That sounds right. Full <laughs> high definition. Full high dynamic. Full. No, it doesn't say HDR. Damn. Yeah, I've never heard FHD before. I'm guessing it's full HD, so 1920 by 1080. But I don't know. At 300p, like 300 frames per second. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Oh, so like super slow-mo is what I'm guessing. Yes, it's very, very, very slow. That'll be slower than what you got now, 120. I think, yeah, 120 or 180, something like that. And the other sensor they're going to be dropping is a 36 megapixel uh, that will still be able to shoot, um, it looks like, 60 frames per second at 10-bit. So an on-ship phase detection autofocus which I hear is really good. I don't really know a whole lot about what that means. But yeah, I'm curious. I'm really excited to see what Sony's got coming down the pipelines here in the coming months. Uh, Just looked it up. FHD means it's 1080p, so it's not 720p. So it's full HD. Mm. Making use of all those pixels, all 2 million of them. That would be awesome. 300 frames per second at uh, 1920 by 1080 it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now I've taken care of you. I've put in that that very, very horrible thing, gear talk, that I hate to do. Mm-hmm. And so let's move on to our next topic. Oh, damn it, Dustin. Damn it. What, what's wrong, Steve? What? No, you got to take this. I'm not, no, I'm, I'm not talking about this. What's got you all fluster? I just. Th- this isn't even, this isn't even camera related. You just. Uh, I know. I know it's not Steve, but I just wanted to just wanted to let you know I felt like it was it was my civic duty to inform you uh, that Google announced their own line of cell phones. Well, not really cell phones, their own cell phone plan. Uh, something that people have been eagerly awaiting um, since I was in high cord. school. 
Yeah, something. Literally, yeah, when I was in high school, Google said they were going to roll out new cell phones with a free plan that would use their network. And it's taken, oh my gosh, how long ago? It's taken over 15 years for this to become a website well, that you can sign up for something that will exist possibly in the future. Correct. All right, now that we've got that boring gear tangential but not camera tangential we, but real quick steve can we just talk about the name i love the name google fi google fi yeah that's pretty cool that's pretty sweet all right so Next. on another photography podcast i listened to one of the podcasters you, said that they were making me. an album i'm sorry dustin i listened to other podcasts <sighs> i'm cheating, cheating on you on us. uh <laughs> making an album dirty. for a client dirty. using another photographer's photos i thought this sounded kind of strange and so I asked the podcaster, yeah, if they had to get a copyright lease from the photographer to make the album, since they'd be using these photos for commercial use and creating a derivative work. Um, the podcaster told me that uh, he had the print rights and the in the the client had print rights and digital files that he was just acting as a printer. I didn't think that was an acceptable answer personally. Because print rights aren't the same as uh, copyrights. And when you're creating an album, you are going to have to do things with regard to the way you lay pages out and everything that are technically a derivative work of a, another artist's creative work. So you actually, uh, I looked into it some more, and what you actually need is you need more permission. You need uh, the you need the photographer who took the photos to give you, relinquish some of their like copyright permissions to you or license them to you. If you want to make an album from their photos, doesn't you seem to already be very clued into this? But most people online did not seem to be. Most people seem to think it was completely acceptable from what I saw. Hmm. Well, I've I've had this situation arise a few years back. Your photos, or somebody asked you to make the album. Uh, somebody asked us to make the album, and uh, because we include albums in our packages, and we had a interesting scenario where. A Indian wedding we did. Uh, it was a multi-day affair uh, mm -hmm. that hired us, but I made it clear to them that the last day of the event we were already booked and we would be unable. It was like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, mm -hmm. and the Saturday we were already booked, but we would be able to do the video portion. Um, you didn't hire your best hire... friend Steve Enoch to come shoot that. I did not. Dustin, I'm so hurt. This was many, many moons ago. Dustin. But we did the photo portion and the video portion for the entire event except for the last day, and they hired someone else for the last day. And then afterwards, because our package included a wedding album, um, they wanted to incorporate the photos from the other photographer on the last oh, day dang. In with their with their book, which I understood. I mean, they want to kind of keep it all together. Um, but I simply I told them, you know, hey... I'm going to need permission from your other photographer. And they weren't very good. So it's like I didn't really want oh, to put them with my Dustin. photos. Really? Really? They were okay. That's how you're going to do them? They were okay. It's just it was kind of like a super traditional photographer. And I don't know. just wasn't like my cup of tea. You really wish that you had uh, recommended me, don't you? I, I always wish I recommended you, Stephen. But yeah, I think like everyone in the world was booked that day. It was like a Saturday in June because I also had to find a second shooter to shoot with me <laughs> because Corinne was doing the video. What, Corinne does video? That day she did. How long ago was this? She doesn't do any video. That day she did. Wow. This is a crazy story. <laughs> the photographer essentially, it ended up after I told her like, hey, this is the package you had with the album. It's, you know, by the time you add all the pictures in, you're going to want... I think what will make the most sense is if I just do a book on the first two days of the event and then you order an album of the third day from the other photographer. And so that's what they ended up doing. So I just said, like, let's just make a classic black album. And uh, uh, what is a classic black album? Like a 10 by 10 black leather the name on the cover. All photos cover. are black and white. Exactly. Or all pages just, you take the photos and <laughs> crank that exposure way down and just give them a black print, but they can imagine what photo would have been there. 
Uh, Steve, that's how you edit your photos. Mine have a little <laughs> bit more vibrance going on. It's called art, Dustin, when I do it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I'm like, no, no, look, you can faintly see the outline of your bride's eye. Faintly. It's mostly just black, but faintly it's in there. And that's how you know this is a photo of just her. Dustin from my wife, Jennifer Van Alk. My wife. Jen, Jen sent me a, a video of a lady yelling at photographers in a park. Caught on camera. Oh, have have you watched this. this? I have not watched this. We're going to put a link to this in the show notes so that people can watch this. We're, we're, I'm, I'm well, going to take a slight break here this. so Dustin can watch this. Who's the guy in the golf cart? The guy in the golf cart is uh, the like park security or whatever. He, he he works for the park, and he tells them at some point in time that everything they're doing is legal. They're allowed to be there. This is not your studio. <laughs> Call the police. <laughs> I might just leave all this audio in. Listening to you listen to it is great. <laughs> We're taking pictures. Oh, there's babies crying. Yes, there are. Because <laughs> they're doing like a family photo session. That's it. Now they're stalking this woman. Yeah, it gets kind of weird at the end, doesn't it? <laughs> Takes an interesting twist. Yeah. So the video starts out with the lady um, basically coming out and just she just gets out of her car and starts yelling at some photographers in a park. Uh, saying, as Dustin already relayed to us, this is not your studio and other things. That's hilarious. So apparently the, the lady is upset because the other day there were six photographers in the park. And now there's this other photographer in the park. And this photographer is doing a shoot with a family. And the lady proceeds to yell at them to the point where it makes the children cry. <laughs> Can we just can we can we take this topic back about two stops though, and can we as Jennifer? So we're we're at like a f one point eight, you'd say. And yep. Yeah. We're going I back want, two stops. Where does that bring us to? I just wanted to kind of follow up <laughs> a little on uh, the fact to see how Jennifer is reacting to my wife. Well, she loves it. That's how I okay. That's how I talk to her all the time. It's how I always okay. refer to her. Just a sec. My wife. Oh, nothing. No, you can hear it. She she was like, Borat. Right back at me. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It's good. All right. Just just curious. Uh no, I actually think she's asleep. <laughs> probably just woke her up. She's probably pissed off. <laughs> uh, she's really gonna come in with a knife now. Um cool. <laughs> Do we have anything else we want to talk about? Dustin, what is your take on photographers doing shoots at parks? Well, being that I live in a small town in upstate Indiana, that's right. <laughs> really romanticizing Fort Wayne there. Well, I feel like people refer to Syracuse and Buffalo as like upstate New York. So I'm, I'm trying to like create a, a following around the. I they refer to anything Indiana. that's not New York City as upstate New York. Exactly. So anything that's not Indianapolis is now considered upstate Indiana. Mm. Yeah, even down south? Yeah, sure. Mm. Down, downstate Indiana? Yeah, that's, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> yeah. um, but, I mean, that's, I'd say, where we do, you know, 70 to 80% of our shoots are at public parks, um, even on wedding days. Um, that's where we do a lot of the bridal portraits and bridal party stuff, first look, etc. And, you know, people in Fort Wayne don't go to parks. So typically we kind of have the run of it. And I say in the fall. It, why don't they go to parks? I don't know. They're too busy playing their video games. Is it because parks are scary in Fort Wayne? Because last time I was there at a park in Fort Wayne... I was told it was not a good place to be. What? Which park were you at? Uh, some park with tennis courts and basketball courts. And uh, Jen dropped her phone and some, some, some guy picked her phone up and put it in his van. And then after we spent 45 minutes looking for it, he finally felt like bad and gave it back to her. Like he watched her like walking around the park looking for her phone the whole time. I, and then I need to know the name of this park because 
obviously any park fort wayne i think is what it was called any any, any, any park, park fort wayne any park okay. except the park by the zoo fort wayne that's what it was called i wouldn't really want to hang around the park by the zoo that's not the greatest park it's not the greatest park or it's not the greatest area which one not not the greatest area it's mm-hmm. where one of my rental properties is If you're listening to this podcast and you live in Fort Wayne, Indiana, you know that you can trust Little Trump Properties, managed by Dustin McKibben. He's got properties in not the greatest areas. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. Where where do you like to shoot, Steve? I mean, do you shoot in parks? We shoot a lot in parks, Dustin. Mm-hmm. And I've been seeing a lot of this uh, backlash to photographers shooting in parks, and I don't really understand it. Like... What happened to this lady the other day when there were six photographers out there? Did a photographer like push her child off a slide or something? Or I don't understand why the, why people get so upset that other people are working in a public area. Well, I think what uh, we as photographers are starting to see though too is this shift in a lot of places that we normally Uh, didn't have to pay to take pictures in are starting to create like photo passes Mm -hmm. um, that they are starting to make photographers have to purchase um, in order to essentially create commercial gains from their property. It's not so much public parks, but um, private parks such as like museum grounds and Mm -hmm. um, like conservatories, botanical gardens, things like that. And, that's kind of been a bit of a pain in the ass. I kind of like it because it does discourage a lot of photographers. Um, so the people that you are seeing there are people who have paid um, normally a fee. But it does does kind of make it sort of that conversation when you have to tell a couple like, hey, it's going to be 50 bucks extra if we shoot at this museum. Um, I think it's worth it, but it's you know up to you guys and your budget. You guys will be paying that 50 bucks, even though I'm the one who thinks it's worth it. You're on the hook. Precisely. That's why I love the Indianapolis Museum of Art. (laughs) Uh, But we did, uh, one of the parks we go to a lot in Fort Wayne, they do charge a fee. And this year is the first year we actually did get a annual membership. So that I've been uh, pretty happy about because every year, we go to these various places and I don't get a membership. So I'm like, Oh, we're not actually going to go that much. And I always end up looking back at the year and I'm like, God, we went there like 80 times. I wish I had gotten a membership would have paid for itself in the first like five times. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Do you guys have any memberships at any of the places in Indy? We don't have any memberships because we don't shoot at any one place enough. But we shoot at Eagle Creek a lot, which I think requires some sort of monetary payment if you're shooting there. Mm-hmm. And then we also shoot at the IMA a lot, which requires it. Yeah, I don't like Eagle Creek, but I do love the IMA. Mm. Why would you say that? Eagle Creek is a beautiful place. Not a not a huge fan. Yeah, I mean, who would want to go to a park with like just vast amounts of water, beautiful trees, just millions of gorgeous places to shoot i mean i guess if you live in fort wayne there were uh, there were so many mosquitoes there were so many mosquitoes there when i went well you gotta wear that bug repellent that is true yeah it was it was like mosquito heaven there were a lot of raccoons it's a park dustin (laughs) i guess we take care of our parks to a point where there isn't raccoons (laughs) you euthanize the animals in your parks and that is what photographers are paying for in Fort Wayne, they're paying for those raccoons to get euthanized. So just remember, parks the membership. Call, the membership comes with pay. jerky. <laughs> comes with jerky. Gross. They don't. I don't know what kind of jerky. It's not labeled. It's dead bodies. It's Fort Wayne. Mystery meat. Oh, are we are we doing another topic? No. Let's uh, let's move on to some Q and A. Dustin, real quick before we head into Q and A, though. Yeah. What do you got, Steve? I need you to get up on your brand stand. We're going to do a little out-of-person sales. Brand stand. Hold on. Let me get up there. Oops. <laughs> All right. I'm up here. Okay. No. You're up now. You fell off. Now you're back up. 
Oopsie, yep, I'm up here. Taylor Brands is branding that doesn't have to be expensive. Taylor Brands was created to help entrepreneurs and small business owners, just like almost all of our listeners, design effective mm -hmm. branding materials at a minimal cost while requiring no previous knowledge. Taylor Brands offers easy to use automated logo design and brand building services. This is gonna help all of you guys roll out some new businesses this upcoming winter. Dustin told me he wants to roll out something called Little Quesadilla in our last episode, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Dustin, you've actually used Taylor Brands to make a logo for you before. How easy was it? Oh, it was incredibly easy. Whenever we're working with new clients, we always go to Taylor Brands first as our first one-stop shop for logo and branding creation. In fact, uh, my sister is starting her own dog grooming, and I just recommended Taylor Brands to her the other day as a go-to for uh, getting some new business cards made. And you know why Dustin is recommending this? Because their branding platform is so simple and so easy. They ask users questions to determine their design preferences. Afterwards, their algorithm generates a few logo samples from which users can choose the most fitting to their business and further personalize them to their needs. Mm -hmm. With a Taylor Brand subscription, Dustin, your sister, when she's starting her own dog grooming business, she can receive additional assets to complete her business's brand identity, as well as ongoing services to automate the work and make it easier on social media. These services include social posts, Facebook ads, social covers, business cards, presentations, and more. Taylor Brands offers a full branding experience, all you need for the perfect branding at a minimal cost. And Dustin, when you told your sister to jump on a Taylor Brands to make a new logo for her new company that she's making, did you tell her to use promo code get your logo it includes 30 percent off all packages at taylor brands i sure did i sure did tell her that steven and did you tell her to go to taylorbrands.com that's www.t-a-i-l-o-r-b-r-a-n-d-s.com promo code get your logo let's do some q a but but steve Stephen Pike from our very own Facebook group. That's the Wedding Hangover Facebook group on Facebook. <laughs> Where else would it be? Could be anywhere. Advice hugely appreciated. I have been booked by a major UK charity to photograph a Christmas event for them. They sent my contract to their legal team before returning it to me. No big deal. Most of the bigger organizations I have worked for have done the same thing. However, in this instance, my contract has been so significantly amended, it's barely worth having at all. I always work damn hard and take all professional steps to minimize the chances of anything going wrong. But with all the will in the world, things can go wrong and the contract is a safety net in case of the worst happening. Now my net has some big holes in it. Should I, can I challenge them? Should I even turn the job down? Well, as someone, Stephen, that has had uh, people redline a lot of things in my contract before, these are the things, looking back at those situations that come to my mind, um, that have gone through my brain. And uh, you have to ask yourself, is, is the, uh, is, first off, is the amount of money you're getting paid worth the extra risk that you might be taking is this a client that is worth you know having uh, you know for future revenue earned uh, for you know future events future uh, relationship type things um, because if it's not then yeah just turn it down you know move on um, but what you can also do and what I've heard other people do in this situation is charge more you know, be like, yeah, I'm absolutely willing to amend my contract uh, to incur more risk uh, on my end uh, based upon whatever it is they redlined. It's hard for me to give advice without knowing, you know, exactly what they what they amended and changed in your contract. But yes, also remember, you know, the lawyer's job of the nonprofit is to protect the nonprofit and not you, where they're going to take all liability away from the nonprofit. So you could always just 
say, that's fine. We can amend these things, but I'm going to have to take out a slightly bigger uh, insurance policy for that day or for this event on my part. And that's going to cost X. So yeah, as long as you guys are willing to cover that and then just mark that up for pain in the ass fee. And I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts, Steve? I, I hate having people want changes to my contract. This is the part, the only part of like the contract changes that he was really put off by. It was the part, the force majeure, where he says, though he uses equipment in full working order, carries backup equipment and keeps multiple copies of the digital files in the unlikely event of photographic or computer equipment failure, storm, flood, riot, act of God, or any other force majeure event. Injury or sickness beyond Pike Photography's control, the company's liability shall be limited to a full refund of all monies paid. And the company wanted to take out photographic or computer equipment failure and injury or sickness beyond Pike Photography's control from the contract. So basically what they're saying is if your gear or your computer fails and you lose the photos, we want to be able to sue you for more than what we paid you. Or if you get sick. Man, I don't know. It's that that's something that I is I think for me would be a non-negotiable. I don't think I'd want to open myself up to that level of liability, especially knowing that it's somebody who already has an in-house legal team. Mm-hmm. Because it's much easier for them to litigate. I mean, obviously, you know and I know there's very minute chance that anything would happen, but God, if something did, that would be awful. So here's what I would do. It's the holiday season. We're all in a festive mood, aren't we, Dustin? This is a Christmas Best, party. You know what I'm saying? Festivist for the rest of us, Stephen. Walk into the company and be like, look, we can take that part out that you want taken out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just go up to the part where, you know, there's protections for the company in case, you know, whatever you do is wrong. Fold that up into a little triangle. Pull out some scissors. And just uh, cut some geometric patterns in it and then unfold it. And you've got a beautiful snowflake to show them and be like, and now you guys can sign this one after you've cut out all the words. That is true. That would be mm-hmm. a, a reasonable um, compromise. Yeah. You could also take that a step further, maybe perhaps not cut a snowflake out of the contract. And you could add things like, if I'm not served dinner at a precise temperature to my liking, um, I will be awarded double my contracted price um, or something to the nature of if my um, parking is not validated to my standards of Pike photography, Tesla. I de- I demand a Tesla. <laughs> I demand a full Manny Petty the next day. I demand a Tesla to pick me up and drop me off afterwards. Yeah, because what they're asking for is pretty ridiculous. And then explain to them, if we're if you're going to put ridiculous things into my contract, I'm just going to add more ridiculous things. And we can play this game and waste this poor client's money on its legal fees, or we can just sign this contract and act like adults. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Playing hardball. Mm, it's the only way I like my balls. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm cutting that out. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the power of saying that, even though I have no power. That is true. I'm leaving all that in. Um, Now that we know how Dustin likes his balls. (laughs) Oh, Steven. um, Yeah, I think that's what I would do. I I think I like that. It's just to go ahead and just submit the contract back to them with the changes that they modified, but adding in liabilities on their part and just see if that floats through. (laughs) Make them liable in case your computer equipment fails. Yeah, there you go. Just add like a sub clause that uh, you're willing to take on liability as long as they're willing to supply the computer equipment. (laughs) Oh, and the man. backup backup equipment. Yeah. And the replacement for Pike Photography in the event Pike Photography can't be there. You're willing to then take responsibility for their responsibility. Sounds like a real good way to not get hired. <laughs> but also like a circle jerk. <laughs> a great way to get your point across to that legal team that you're not going to be jerked around. And great content for our podcast, Stephen. <laughs> 
Dustin, let's do another question. This one. Matthew Dartford from our very own top secret Facebook group. Ask the question. Murdering so, you. I know you are, but I love it. So I was chatting with another wedding photographer, a very good one as it goes, and he mentioned he does not use flash at all, but uses a little something called roto lights. Even for first dances, he will just set a couple up, and I was wondering if anyone here has any thoughts on them or has any experience on using them. By the way, it's very nice to hear my questions on the podcast. Smiley face, Matthew Dartford. Steven? Yeah, what's up? Have you ever had any experience with roto lights? Absolutely not, Dustin. Have you ever had any experience with the roto lights? <laughs> this is the busy typing of Stephen and I googling roto light. Roto light Neo Two is a revolutionary all-in-one camera, continuous LED light, and HSS flash. So, saying that he doesn't use off-camera flash, he uses roto lights, could mean he's still using off-camera flash. Like, th- this is where I got tripped up on the question. <laughs> This is yeah, why really I wasn't going to select it, but you did. <laughs> I just, I couldn't leave Matthew hanging anymore. This was a question he really cared about. Yes, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, and he still needs to know. It takes V-mount batteries, which I have. Um, I, I'm guessing what Matthew's getting at is that they use the roto lights as continuous lights. They don't use them as flash. Where Dustin, do you see that they do flash? I'm looking at a YouTube video for the Rotolite Neo 2 revolutionary all-in-one on-camera continuous LED light and HSS flash. And it is flashing. I'm watching it flash in the YouTube video. I'm watching right now. So you're just sitting there watching a light strobe you in the eyes. Yeah. Okay. And what was that called? N-E-O? Yeah. The Neo 2. Neo 2. It was the first thing that popped up when I Googled Rotolite. Yeah, all the ones I'm seeing are just LED. Neo mm-hmm. 2 LED. So neither Dustin nor I has any experience with roto lights, as you may have guessed by now if you're listening. <laughs> uh, looks like it takes an Ellen Chrome receiver. Yes. And sinks at eight thousandth of a second. But here's something I will say. Dustin uses LED lights all the time when he's shooting photography. I've seen him do it. Do I? Yeah. Is that what I use? All the time when I'm shooting video, you pull out a little LED light when you're capturing details. You do not Uh use flash. Hardly ever. Yeah. Well, it's partially because typically I'm having someone hold the light. Mm -hmm. And it's They could hold a flash too. I know, but it's easier for me to coach someone through what I'm after uh, when they're holding uh, a constant light source versus a flash. Um, Steve's probably thinking, Dustin, it's also just as easy for you to move around a light stand than hire someone to just hold a light. And Steve, I just like people. I like working with people. You (laughs) you like making your wife do things for you like a slave because... Let's be honest, you're using your wife whenever I've seen it happen. Isn't that marriage, Steve? So I was working, I was doing video a little while back, working with a photographer, and the photographer told me that she doesn't bring flashes to her weddings because she doesn't want to deal with the hassle of it. Mm -hmm. To which I said, what do you do when there's not a videographer there with lights? And she said, oh, the DJ usually has lights. Hmm. So this is somebody who just didn't know how to use off-camera flash and didn't want to invest the time in it, which I understand like everything with your business that you have to do to learn something new is time where you could be working on something to make yourself money. So it's taken away from that. So you have to weigh, you know, how much will I be able to raise my prices or how much, how many more clients will I book if I start doing this thing? And I think as Dustin would tell you, zero more clients is what Dustin thinks you will gain if you use off-camera flash, which is why he doesn't use it anymore. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Except Dustin does use it. But he likes to pretend like he doesn't. I don't use it for receptions, Mm -hmm. which is where I think 90% of the people who do off-camera flash use it. Typically, when Jen and I are doing off-camera flash and there's a videographer there, we're 
either finding a way to work around their lights to use their lights as like rim lights or whatever, or we're just cranking our flashes up and completely blowing their lights out of the water because typical videographers we found don't have LEDs that can change the color temperature. So they can't match whatever the temperature of the uh, like tungsten lights are and stuff. So it either is like a blue light behind them or like a super orange light behind that. Like it just doesn't match the room. Yeah. See, we use tungsten video lights when we're doing video to match the room lights, Steve. Looking ahead for you, bud. Thank you, Dustin. Um, but next year we will be switching to LEDs for our video lights on the dance floor, which will be LED, or I'm sorry, color changeable color temperature changeable yes our led lights for video are color temperature changeable as well and when i'm shooting video while jen's shooting photo she still uses her flashes but we match the uh video lights to what the flashes will be at so everything should hopefully look consistent unless we screw mm. something up which let's be honest happens sometimes yeah that's true everybody screws up sometimes but is that where you're getting at that's where i'm going so to answer your question neither one of us have ever used these roto lights roto light if you are listening uh feel free to send <laughs> steven and i uh the neo 2 led three light kit with mm -hmm. pelican yeah case. no that'd be great and, um uh we'll give it we'll give it a shot we'll try it out um let you guys know how it is and uh they look I'm not going to lie, they look pretty cool. As far, Matthew, as using a continuous light source for when you're doing shots is, like, that's fine. It doesn't matter. Uh, the problem I've run into with video using continuous light sources is once the first dance is over and the open dancing starts, people complain about the fact that you have lights on and say they and don't want to dance with those lights on and they want you to turn them off. And if you turn them off, then of course you don't get as good a looking a footage because it's too dark typically. But that's why that would as be the someone big with a thing. separate video company, I say, oh God, you're right. Uh, I totally understand your complaint. Unfortunately, I'm just the photographer. Uh, you're going to have to take that up with the videographer. Yeah, they can still get onto Facebook and leave you a bad review for your video company, Dustin. And then that's when, if they go to the videographer, he says, oh, gosh, you're right. I understand your complaint. And I give zero fucks. <laughs> so that's some very bad advice from Dustin. <laughs> a staple of the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast. Dustin's bad advice. Every Thursday on This Is Us. <laughs> Where I was going with that. Sleep deprived. Matthew, it's perfectly fine to use continuous lights. You can see what it's going to look like. That's why Dustin does it for details. Um, not just because it's easier to direct them, but because he's giving them directions based on what the light looks like. And if they can't see it, they don't know what they're doing when they move the light around, which is why it's easier for him to give them directions. So it's fine to use a continuous light. Just be aware that people won't necessarily be super pumped once the dancing starts to have a continuous light. People aren't always pumped to have off-camera flash, though, either. A lot of people find that off-putting when they're trying to get their groove on because a lot of people just find the presence of cameras in general to be off-putting when they're trying to dance. I think mm -hmm. the presence of eyeballs makes it off-putting to try to dance personally, but, you know, whatever. If there could just yeah. be like a tray when people enter the reception and they just pull their eyeballs out, plop them down, pick them up when they walk out, that'd be great. It seems a bit harsh, Stephen. I think something where they walk in and everyone's handed blackout glasses. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I mean, I don't like it as much as pulling your eyeballs out. The visual there is kind of cool. But yeah, blackout glasses uh, is nice too. As a photographer, my eyeballs are my moneymaker. <laughs> so uh, I got these bad boys insured for more than what my wife's life insurance policy is. You just put in some cyber eyeballs, right? That's the future we live in now. Cyberballs. It's <laughs> the name of my new company. Are the cyberballs hard, Dustin? It's uh it's medical um it's a medical device company that I'm starting, Steven. Uh, <laughs> if you want to invest and get in on the ground floor, uh it's called Cyberballs. C B for short. Okay, buddy. Man, um all right, here we go. Another question. Annie from the Facebook groups, from a random Facebook group, says, Advice needed. I recently did a wedding where the bride was a bit of a nightmare, and her response to the photos I've sent her is, 
can I be picky about a few pictures? Mm-hmm. Like smoothing yes. underarm wrinkles. Absolutely. I'm just wondering how people would respond to this. I have worked tirelessly, carefully editing over 800 photos. This is a very big wedding. And I know if I start retouching one, she'll have an issue with all of them. And it'll be never ending. I've never had this issue with a bride before. Aside from one very nicely asking if I could edit out a scar slash bruise on her leg in just two shots, which I happily did. But underarm wrinkles? Hey, everybody's got their issue, man. For me, it's my nose fat. I like to have people just tuck that in for me. <laughs> Your nose fat. Dustin, what would you do? I don't know. I've never really had any like crazy crazy requests i always get that on the wedding day like a mom comes up to me or uh like last week and we had a bridesmaid come up to us and they're like hey you know i have really sensitive skin you know and she was like breaking out from the bridesmaid dress around her neck and she was like hey can you edit all the photos that i'm in like she's being like super serious and i was like yeah no I was like, I'm just going to not put you in any of the photos. No, I didn't Ouch, say that. No. <laughs> uh, no, I was like, oh, you're, I always try to play it off like, oh, it's going to be fine. You won't even notice. But then you deliver photos where they really notice. And you, you never, you never, you never want to commit to editing something that you don't plan on editing. Mm-hmm. Because then they'll come back at you and be like, hey, the wedding day, you promised you were going to edit me. Why would you ever agree to do something you don't plan on doing, Dustin? I don't, but I've known people, friends of mine, who have gotten caught up in that situation where like a mom is, you know, says something like, oh, I've got these turkey arms. Can you edit these? And, um, (laughs) And then they don't do it. And the mom comes back and they're you know, find themselves editing like 500 turkey arms. Making me hungry here just thinking about that. Uh, but yeah. I, I believe mean, they're I called wings. I, I like... <laughs> turkeys don't have arms. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't sit here and let you disparage turkeys anymore. This is ridiculous. It was just Thanksgiving. I can't let you butcher the anatomy of a turkey. Haven't we um, all done that enough? Is this something we haven't done that I feel I think you guys have done that I really like and really uh, I think is a good idea? Is, oh, I think, oh don't, I, no, 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 no. Just uh, need a moment. Jen, no, 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 I need a moment. You're about to say something. I, I got to get prepared for this. You said you really like this thing Jen and I do. It's need probably more Jen than you, though. this moment. Probably more your, your you wife. First, let me savor the moment. And then, then Dustin, I'll let you know if it's my wife or me. Uh, because you guys, I think, have somewhere in your contract. I mean, I've never actually seen your contract, but I think you've talked about this in mm-hmm, length on mm-hmm, the podcast, mm-hmm. where you actually have something in writing, kind of laying out a like some groundwork for special request editing. Um, so it kind of gives you a little bit of a leg to stand on when some sort of request like this comes in. Damn it, Dustin! Kind of Damn direct it! No, them. this isn't making me happy. Oh, man, this is actually a follow-up I forgot to put in the episode because Cortland Wilson asked me about this today and I was digging through our contract trying to find it and we don't have anything about it. (laughs) What? We thought we did. And by we, I mean, I brought this up on an earlier episode and I thought, wow, that's actually really smart. We we have language in in our contract that says that um, we edit things to a certain style and that it's our artistic license when it comes to the editing. And then when, uh, when Jen or I preps them, which is what I was actually thinking of, we say like, we're not going to edit out a ton of stuff. We want the day to be like how it is. If there's anything like above and beyond, it will cost more. We need, we need, yeah, would, we need to get that in the contract, though. Man, yeah, I damn like it! That this idea. is the one thing I was hoping you would not bring up, saying you liked, because I realized as you were saying that, I forgot to put that in the follow up. Somebody asked me about that today. 
Sucks to be you, Steve. Yeah, no, I think the the wording we always use is like the we don't do extraneous edits or something like that when we talk to them. And that um, when we do editing, it's uh, you know what I was probably confusing it with. I was probably confusing it with our editing service for Bespoke Town and what we say to people um, when they ask like what we do editing wise, and we say we don't do edits, and it's in like our contract that we don't do like photoshopping unless they pay more money. That's probably why I got confused in the first place. Damn the second You're side business. Running too many companies, running too many side hustles. Dustin, you want to hire me away from all this? You can do it, buddy. I would in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, Stephen. I got your desk space picked out and everything at the new office. I'm going to put a nameplate on it and everything, and a little microphone on the desk. It's going to say the great Stephen Van Elk, reserved. <laughs> Annie, here's another idea. Here's another idea. You haven't pre-gamed this. You haven't said anything to the bride or the groom. You haven't put anything in your contract. There's nothing definite saying you won't do these extra edits. So what do you do? You do the edit so bad that she doesn't ask you to do it again. So she says, I got these underarm wrinkles. Can you smooth that out? You say, yeah, sure. You get on the internet. You look up Smooth E, the comedian slash rapper Eric Schwartz. You take a section of his bald head, copy and paste that right over her underarm wrinkles, send it right back. Now, is she going to ask you to Photoshop anything else, Dustin? Uh, nope, but she might refer you to her attorney for <laughs> defamation of her likeness in photo form. She said she wanted you to smooth out those wrinkles, so you put smooth in. See what I'm saying? Does you didn't do anything wrong? You just no, took she what said she said. Smooth out. Literally, she said to take smooth out, and you put smooth in. <laughs> no, she said to take wrinkles out. Put smooth so in. So I think what you do you is smooth you smooth it in. You did. You're having her do too much work, Steve. Send her a link to this smooth character you're referring <laughs> to, and simply say, "Hey, I actually am familiar with Smooth, and I don't see him in the photo you're referencing." Um, or else she I never would said love to take to Photoshop out. him out. <laughs> she said to take would, Wrinkles out. <laughs> okay, then find your friend Wrinkles <laughs> from find a Sesame picture of Street. A, find a picture of a pug. <laughs> What is the dog with the wrinkly face? I feel like it's a pug. Find a picture of a pug. Send that back to her and say, I can't find wrinkles anywhere. <laughs> is this but what you were talking about? This dog? <laughs> I didn't even see wrinkles on that day. He's a sweet, sweet pug. <laughs> and I don't know why you'd want him taken out of the photos, but if I see him in any of the photos, I'll be sure to edit him out. Kind regards, Annie. <laughs> done thanks for listening to another episode of the wedding photo hangover podcast with your hosts dustin and steve your favorite anti-american anti-christian prissy lib i can't say that word liberals liberal liberal millennials drinking their odd beer who don't appreciate living in America. That's right, the very same Dustin and Steve. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. If you want to connect, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover or on Twitter at Wedpick Hangover. Dustin is on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben and Steven is at Steven Van Elk. If you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners, join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. But if you really want to warm our hearts... Head on over to anchor.fm slash wedding photo hangover. There will be a link down in the show notes. And you can sign up to support us for as little as 99 cents a month. It's extremely helpful to us and to the making of this podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right next Sunday after you shoot another, another wedding. wedding. Dustin, are you shooting another wedding? I am. I am actually in the great city of Indianapolis this Saturday, uh, shooting a fantastic uh, wedding on Monument Circle. Cool. But can we take a step back? What? Why is? What is this anti-Christian reference that this fella came up with? Mm. See. People were asking me why I thought this guy who left all these terrible comments, he left that same terrible comment on like several Instagram photos of ours. Like he left it on a bunch. Um, and 
He says anti-American, anti-Christian, prissy, uh, and then a word I won't say, and I'll replace it with liberal. Millennials drinking their, and then another word, probably not going to say, but I'll replace it with odd. And normally that word's fine in my mind, but it's uh, the way he's using it isn't fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like he he means it derogatorily. So, <sighs> who don't appreciate living in America, and so. I'm pretty certain he listened to the podcast <laughs> because just, I just want to know which episode. if he was just looking at our Instagram feed, we never do anything anti-American, anti-Christian. So, uh, man, I'm guessing it was the snapping episode because the first photo he left a comment on was the uh, one of Tom and Greg. What's, oh, is that like a cross emoji he left? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. But if, he you, commented if you're listening on to the this photo and of me with my Pokemon hat on, yeah. But the first one he commented on was the sampling one, then that one, then the beer one, and then a bunch of other ones. But I screenshotted before that and then just reported them all and threw them up. As, doesn't you know what this means though? This is technically we're, we're our, big time. Our first hater. Yeah, we're big time now. We got haters. We got haters. Haters gonna hate while players gonna play. We're, Get down with us. Get up with us. <laughs> Go down around. No? We're big time. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. I am. Hold on, Steve. Let me get big the mic. time. Big time. <laughs> Sliding scale of big time. <laughs> You lost me with the sliding scale thing. Uh, yeah, for, but for people who don't know, there's a, we, we've got our first hater. Uh, somebody somebody left us a bunch of really terrible remarks on but Instagram. For every one hater, Stephen, there's, there's so many, so many great lovers of this podcast. And for that, we are so truly grateful um, for all of the people who reach out and connect um, with Stephen. And uh, <laughs> sometimes me. Um, we love and appreciate all of you. And if you want to send us some roto lights, we would <laughs> really be happy to check those out because they look pretty cool. I have to cut all this. We're done with the podcast. Bye. 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 It's the only way I like my balls. Cyber balls. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee!